Hello and welcome to the 65th episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name is Sam Clark and with me as always, the turkey to my burger, Brandon Gross. Did you eat a turkey burger tonight? Is that what that's about? Three days in a row. Three days in a row. Wait, so was <laughs> yeah. it the same batch? Did you get a pound of turkey and then you made four different pe- burgers? Was that the thing? That's correct. I got I got three or I got a pound of turkey and for three days in a row I made like smash style turkey burgers for dinner. Did you um, did you cook them ahead of time and then reheated them or did no. you? So you kept the raw. Kept the raw. Kept it raw. Baby. Was it frozen? It was not frozen. I put it in a little Ziploc mm. bag in the fridge. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I, I wasn't letting it, free, you know, raw meat just float around my fridge. That'd be nasty. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know how it works because I'll do that sometimes too, but I will cook the turkey burgers and I'll just reheat them okay. afterwards. Because in my, in my brain, that's more sanitary, but I don't know. So I'm not, I'm not shaming you. I have no clue. No, 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 no. It probably is more sanitary, but I also think it probably tastes worse, right? Yeah, well, turkey gets that thing. You know, turkey has yeah. that thing. If you get, like, sliced boar's head turkey or any turkey, the next day it develops a... There's something different to it. Something a little mm-hmm. slimier. There's something mm-hmm. a little grosser with turkey compared to red meat, I think. No, I completely agree. I've been I've been trying to be a little healthier, though, Brandon. It's mm-hmm. been, like, a pretty... Uh, it's been a pretty... You know, like, eating Wendy's for lunch at work and stuff. That's not good. You gotcha. Know? I gotta kind of reel it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, turkey burgers seemed like they were on sale. The turkey was on sale. I said, I know what I can do with these bad boys. Smash these things up, put them on a cast iron. We got ourselves a burger, baby. He's a burger boy. Are you putting cheese on it? You doing anything like that? Or no, you're going real healthy. You're going real lean. No, I'm not. I'm doing mayonnaise and cheese, baby. <laughs> mayonnaise and cheese. I'm not. The only healthy part I would argue is the turkey itself. Everything else is. It's still a bad step. It's a step. Are you putting? Listen, are you putting right breadcrumbs in it? Because I know that's a big thing with turkey burgers. No, I haven't done that. that I don't do like that. Idea, but I, but I, if you look up a recipe, that's a big thing. I guess to keep it firm because it gets mm, kind of soft and that makes wet. sense. That makes sense. No, I, I I've been I've been trying to turn the health thing around because I I started fitness boxing classes this week. Oh, right that's here. fun. Yeah, that, that's so hard. I did it. that once and I was and it kicked my ass. Do you enjoy it? I I'm enjoying it, but it is it. I my my back muscles hurt so bad for the last three days that mm. I just had to like truly rest them. But it's been fun. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, I I know I've talked about this on the podcast already. I don't want to fight people. I just want to get in shape. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> and I have a, a my old roommates doing the classes. So it's nice to have a little partner to go along with. Um but for fitness, it's definitely accomplishing the fitness goals because I sure. am not a man that can push myself. Well, yeah, it's got the cardio long. and the muscular build part. Exactly. To it. Would you know, you say you don't want to fight anyone. Would you if they were like, hey, this kid's pretty good. Would you want to do this small little dinky little competition? Would you do it? If they're, you no, wouldn't do it. No, no. I, I like uh, full headgear. Like, like you're not going. No, I know what you mean. Okay. Like sparring stuff. I like, sure. Like I don't know. Masks. Is that what that's called? Yeah. I don't know. Yes. Um, I would not mainly because I've learned just in my two classes I've taken already that even if you successfully block a punch in boxing, you're still getting hit in the head. Like even uh, even if you properly ca- like cover your head with your glove, it's still a guy punching a boxing glove that's hitting your head. And if you don't get it up fast enough, if you don't get it up fast enough to like really go up against your head to block it, then your hand is 
four or five inches away from your head. They punch your hand and then you punch yourself. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I want nothing to do with actually getting hit. No, this is already enough. For yeah, me. I get nervous if I bang my head on 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 a, a doorway or something, and I think I have a concussion. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not getting into fights. Not for me. Either. I can't do that. No, I can't do that. It's been also we were talking about this before the before it started. I had a real. I had one of my worst days in a long time today. Um, for a handful of reasons, one of which is it is maybe the hottest day it's ever been since I've moved to New York City. It has been like feels like 103 degrees outside, 80 percent humidity, like heat wave warnings left and right. It, it's just been outside for longer than two minutes. I'm sweating through my shirt. It is awful out here. How's the subway? It bad. That's how my day got started. It was bad. I was I was waiting for the train. I had to go to court before I went to the office, which is about like a fifteen to twenty minute. And you walk can't wear shorts. You're going office. to court. That's what I'm saying. And even like jeans and a t-shirt. Like I, there's no like even semi formal attire for men that's not pants. So I, I get. I'm waiting for the train. There's a clear open bench, and it's me and this woman. And she all but elbows me out of the way to get on the bench to get the day started. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'm standing for the 30 minute ride. I'm standing. Some dude on the other side of the train decides to have just burp, openly burp for like 15 full minutes. Every <laughs> minute or so, 45 seconds, he just lets out a burp, and nobody tells him to fuck off. Nobody tells him to stop. So there's just dude at the end of the train just disgusting, loud, grotesque burps coming out of his mouth every minute. So that's how my day got started. It was a real great start. Then, you know, walking from the train to court, I'm sweating, get into court. They don't give me the things I need. Then I have to walk back to the office. I'm sweating through my shirt. I get in. It's just a bad start to to the day. So uh, so that's it was kind of all downhill from there, frankly. And then as we get into it, the Marlins continue to pour salt in my open wounds. Wasn't a great day back for Marlins baseball today. So Oh, it's been a it's been I, a hell of a one. I think Brandon. it's safe to say you don't want to be here now. I would say yes. I would argue I was <laughs> texting you saying I don't want to do this. This is not. I'm not in a good. <laughs> this is not if, fun for me. You know, it's it's beneficial for the podcast to have a successful Marlins team because then you're more jazzed yes. to do the podcast. Not a pun. I by completely the way, I'm jazzed. Agree. But no, no. But you're more so. Buddy, you got we got two months left, so we gotta I hope know, we gotta hope the Marlins turn around for your for your mental well being of doing this podcast, or else it's gonna be a that's Mets I, podcast and a Braves podcast. <laughs> I mean, I'll still watch the Marlins. That's the thing is like because this and I, we're getting into this a little bit early, but the season's gonna go one of two ways. Either we're going to miraculously turn it around against the Pirates and the Reds this week, win six of seven or five of six or whatever it is. Um, buy at the deadline and make a run and obviously that's exciting or we sell all the veteran players and call up all the young prospects and that's still uh while not an exciting product necessarily to watch an interesting product from a fan's perspective so i will i will still be paying attention but also let's keep in mind dolphins training camp starts in five days brandon it starts next tuesday i believe on the 27th maybe maybe it's a week from i don't know soon it starts soon so that's that's also on the back. See, burner. I know be, it is be because I'll see on Twitter, I'll see dolphin things pop up because you and other Marlins people I am connected mm-hmm. with will start liking it. And I've seen significantly <laughs> less Marlins things. I'm starting to see a lot of Tua things going on. A lot of Tua, a lot of Tyreek, a lot of Jalen Waddle, a lot of that good stuff's going on. Um, I heard you have a playoff softball game coming up soon, though. You heard correctly. Yes, I've been. Uh, so I've been. I've been on the IL, the COVID IL, since we last spoke. Oh I, no! I kind of knew when we recorded last week. It was my COVID podcast last week, but Friday I tested <laughs> positive, and I've done a whole lot of nothing. But I've, I have, I watched so much baseball content over the last week. 
Okay, talk, talk to me about anything. The draft, the All-Star game, the Mets you series last I, weekend. I did tell you, Brandon. I did tell you, get the vaccine, and you just didn't listen. <laughs> I didn't, said, too. No. I wasn't wearing a mask when I went to New York City. But, yeah, I got the I got the New York COVID probably when I... You did, when almost I, certainly. Almost yes. certainly on the subway. I was wearing a mask, but, you know, uh, not, not 100% foolproof. Uh, but, yes, so uh, I missed the softball game last week, obviously, because of my COVID uh, they they lost because they needed me there. So we finished second in the division. We didn't win the division, but we were the, we are the two seed in the F division of my co-ed softball league. So let's um, go. Yeah. So we're we're basically like playing the one seed almost in our in our little division. Then the winner of that will play the other one and two seed from another division. Okay. If that makes okay. sense. So no, that makes sense. So it's winner go home on Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. this team has kicked our ass before, but I, Uh-oh. hopefully I'm, I'm negative and feeling good and I can be there to contribute or get exhausted immediately because I haven't done any physical activity in a week and a half. <laughs> well, tomorrow will be seven days and we were talking before the pot. I think the CDC officially recommends five days of pure isolation after either the first symptom or the first positive test. So you should be good to go on Sunday from a COVID perspective. Now from a in shape perspective, I've got Mm-mm, no idea. Bad news. I, I was were... doing good pre New York. I was doing good. I was going to the gym, but no, oh, yeah. I just I've just been uh, I just been uh, eating eating mac and cheese. I don't think I had any mac and cheese, oh. but uh, but yeah, I've just turkey been, burgers. I've just been eating turkey burgers and watching uh, and watching every. I watched. I got so deep in the baseball in the MLB draft. Oh my dude, god, dude! I was like day three i was like let's see who the mets are picking i was like on round <laughs> really nine, i was round 13 i was like who'd they get oh my god good for you dude that's that's the kind of dedication we need for this podcast as one of us slowly checks out as football season begins so mm-hmm. we need to have that around we need to have that around i had maybe the most embarrassing softball loss of my entire oh, life no. now from a meltdown perspective now you and i have played games where we've lost by 10 15 runs i've played games and you in did New York poorly the lost. week before right after i left new york i remember you said that you tripped going to first base this is after yes this? i ate shit i ate shit this time too but that was that wasn't the cause of our okay. this is a different this is a different game this is gotcha. tuesday's game we were, we're playing somebody else i'm not going to uh, name divisions but somebody else vaguely related to the legal system in new york city um and we have notoriously beat the shit oh, out of them the giuliani and associates Brandon, stop! You're blowing it. Um, and so we were, we went into it very confident. Now we didn't have our best players. A couple of the guys are on the paternal uh, paternal list. What am I trying to say here? Paternity uh, yes. leave list. Um, the paternal list. The They're patern- on the dad list. <laughs> uh, and uh, and then a couple got injured. We had some uh, season-ending injuries in, in some cases, so it's been rough. Um, but we go into a cocky, and it's it's one-one pretty much the whole game. It gets to the top of the wow, low scoring for softball. Low scoring. We score five runs in the top of the seven. Wow. So we're up four. You guys play full four, nine? No, we play full seven. Gotcha. Um, so we're up, I think it's five to one going into the bottom of the seventh. And they score five runs. <laughs> Come back. We're up by four runs. They score five. Walk it off. Uh, it's their first win of the year. So they're understand. I mean, we've been on that those teams before that win one game. So they're going nuts. Uh, yeah. Spraying each other with water. Throwing beer around. Just no. going the whole nine yards. And we're just like tail between our legs. I am guilty of one error that kind of got it rolling. I was playing shortstop and it's a, it's a soft ground short. I don't remember how fast it was fast enough. 
I had to slide to get it. So I'm on my knees and I'm like, I'm going to really show up. And I'm trying to throw from my knees. I throw like six feet to the left of the first uh. baseman. And then he gets it and should have calmed down, but tried to gun somebody out at third, goes flying over the third baseman's oh, head. No. Then they just clears the bases. Uh, it's an in, it's a infield triple. Mm. And it just all melts down. That's how it happens, man. And especially in softball, but in Major League Baseball, too. If there's a, a boneheaded error, not that yours was boneheaded, probably no, your first was. baseman's was a little more boneheaded. But oh my god, that's brutal, man. Yeah, dude. I don't, so I, I, it was one of those moments too where we were like, "We're gonna blow this, aren't we?" Where it's like you one know, out, you know, you two can feel on, it. Yeah. Like, yeah, this isn't gonna go well. Um, so that was that was my miserable softball. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. So that was the end of the season. I think we have two more games. Oh, I don't okay. know if there's a playoff in this league. If there's a playoff, I'm sure we're in it because we've won enough that I feel okay. like we'll at least be okay. Well, you can redeem yourself then. At least it wasn't the end of the season. No, and offensively I did fine. Offensively I did okay, but defensively, yeah, had a couple had a couple errors. There's one like sharp liner up the middle that I got my glove on but couldn't squeeze it. Shortstop's hard. Too hard. You're playing a tough yeah, position. I know. Normally I'm a first baseman. I know so you're a tall been, boy. I'm a tall boy, so that's what's going on. But um, all right, is there anything else we need to get to? Is there any any life updates? I mean, you've been home. No, so dude, I, I got nothing much going on. Ask me about the <laughs> round fifteen of the draft, though. I got you. <laughs> I think we're getting up to that, but Brandon, we got a lot on our plate today. We have Juan Soto winning the Home Run Derby. We were texting about it. We were watching it. It was a lot of fun. We also have to dig into his trade rumors. There's been a few teams that have been rumored to be interested in Juan Soto. We'll talk about that. We got the NLE's first round draft recap, but Brandon, it sounds like you can do up to 13 rounds of the Mets mm-hmm. if we need Easy. to do. We got our usual Feast or Famine, DeGrama to Week, Feast Fan Questions, upcoming schedule, and our outros, Brandon. But before we get to all that, we got some ads. Today's episode of NL Feast is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. That's spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All he asks is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. And we're back. Brandon, boy, oh boy, was this a weirdly exciting week for the National League East, despite there being little to no baseball being played. I know you were watching it. The home run derby happened, and none other than Juan Soto wins it, but it was a battle of the National League East. Every team except for the Miami Marlins were represented. We had Kyle Schwarber. We had Ronald Acuna Jr. We had Juan Soto, and we had Pete Alonso. But in the end, it came down to Julio Rodriguez and Juan Soto. Juan Soto barely making it happen. I don't think either of them hit more than 20 home runs in the final round, despite uh, Julio getting, I think, over 31. First two, in Thir- the first two rounds, yeah, over first 30. First two yeah. rounds, going over 30. Couldn't get it done in the third. Bad news for me, Brandon, because I put $3 on Julio Rodriguez before it started, and it was at 7.5 to 1 odds, which is very good. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so I was looking good in the end. I could have cashed out and got got some uh, profit on my hands, but I said, no, I'm being selfish. I'm being greedy, and it really well, you kind of had to like him after those first two rounds. I guess he just got a little tired. Yeah, he looked exhausted. I mean, even Soto was doing that Theragun stuff to his legs and his mm-hmm. arms before yeah, the final was. round was starting. But, uh, but Brandon, talk to me about it. As a Mets fan, this is the end for Pete. Pete, Pete gets out in the second round of Julio. Uh, can't make it happen despite him creating more home run derby memes. I, he's just a meme machine, oh my, my friend. God. Yeah, Pete is such a goober, man. It's <laughs> it's whole thing with him like deadlifting and like his meditation. And I know he yeah. do, he does his little meditation 
during regular season games. So you see him take close his eyes and do a deep breath before he gets up to bat, especially in big spots. So nothing wrong with that at all. I think it was just a funny shot. And also the, the uh, concept being the silly ass home run derby, which is the silliest mm-hmm. and dumbest and most yes. little league thing that happens during the regular season. In all of baseball. In yeah. all of baseball. I think that's what makes it laugh. And also Pete's just like a big old goofball. You know what I mean? He's a goober, dude. He's a great A goober. But I think the good thing about it is like he's, he's who he is, man. So like you can't, I, people are, talk shit on Pete, but it's like, he, there's not like a malicious bone in that guy's body. He's just a big old Homer hitting goober, you know? He's like Uncle Buck, you know? He's yeah. just like a... No, I agree. He's a big old goof. But um, but yeah, Julio <laughs> Rodriguez just... I, I think as soon as that first round happened and he just annihilate. Wait, who did he go against in the first round? He went against... So it was Schwarber Pujols, Acuna, and who? And Pete. And Pete. Pool- Julio and Jose Ramirez? Was it Ramirez? Or was Ramirez? I don't remember. Who am I missing? It wasn't Corey Seager. Was it Corey Seager? It It might have been Corey Seager. Okay. Yeah, but Rodriguez absolutely like was a monster. Like more than obviously. I think Seager got sub fifteen home runs. Right. His dad was throwing. His dad was throwing to him. Yeah, yeah, which is cute. But um, yeah, Rodriguez absolute monster. And he had like one of his guys who like I think trained with who's like a young ripped guy. And I yeah, I have to you have to think that that helps. I was just about to say the the pitcher or like the BP guy that makes a huge difference. The story last year was that the Pete's guy, the old man that didn't Dave really Jouse, didn't yeah. really yeah he didn't come out to show this year, but last year he was throwing meatball after meatball after meatball right down the middle. Sure, he was clobbering. Yeah, and I think also Dave was with the Mets last season, and now he I think he he works in the front office of the Nationals, so he oh. see he's not throwing BP to Pete before every single yeah. game. So I think they had a rhythm before. Pete was also just like a little out front, I think, doing a little line drive action. Mm-hmm. Um, getting on top of stuff a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. So whatever, no problem for that. I, I'm fine with that. I'm always like, I'm I'm of those uh, goons on Twitter who, who are like, don't hurt yourself. And I know they won't because yeah. they're professional athletes, but I'm like, dude, you can pull an oblique. I don't know. I don't, you know, yeah, we don't need we, this for your stupid home run derby. And I'm sure... Let's keep the hamstring intact today. Yes. And and it's not a real curse that the second half it messes up your swing. Not real. Not real. Mm-mm. Um. But yeah, shouts out to to Julio Rodriguez. Too bad he didn't win, I'd say. But also Juan Soto, what a storyline after the the trade rumors. I know. And then immediately, I was I was tweeting about this. They they in the post victory interview, they started asking him about the trade bullshit. It's like, the, the, don't talk contract, don't talk trade. This guy just won the home run derby. Let him have three minutes on Dude. national television and without getting grilled. I mean, that could be a famine in general. Is the sideline reporters? Did you see them also do it to Aaron Judge? They're like. They yeah. like brought up some story where they were like a little like this little boy hates to think you're not going to be a Yankee anymore, and <laughs> and uh, and he was and he was like, hopefully you're a Judge fan for life. Like, what is he going to say to this? Yeah, what's he supposed to say? He's got to remain in like yeah yeah just a really tough position to put them in, and I, and honestly probably more on the producers than on the actual reporter yes. because I'm sure there's somebody in their ear just being like ask him about it, ask him about it, ask sure. him about it, ask him about it. Um, but it still sucks. It's still definitely not a good thing. Like, Bad Bunny's bringing out this humongous home run <laughs> derby champ chain, trying to put it over Juan Soto as he's trying to be like, I, I was a champion with the Nationals, and it was really whatever bullshit he had to say to, yeah. to get out in front of that stuff. But, yeah, that was really tough. I think another highlight, though, of the home run derby was uh, the Albert Pujols' last hurrah, dude. Amazing. And also uh, Kyle Schwarber before, Schwarber, before Schwarber. before going up against them, he was like, I don't want to fucking beat Albert, you know what I mean? He was um, like, know, he was like yeah. kind of debating what to do, and uh, but yeah, it was ama- It was really cool that the players came out and like all sort of saluted him. 
Um, Because I know there was a lot of talk that they're like, hey, there's not a lot of good send-offs for Albert as he visits yeah. these away ballparks. So that was a nice like thing on, on a national stage. And also Albert did pretty good for, for an old Listen, guy that, that like bonus minute or that, that yeah. when they, when they tied, he hit like seven home runs in a minute. That's nothing. Did, to you, blink an eye did at. you see that Schwarber actually won though? And ESPN miscounted. No, really? That's the rumor that it looks like if you count them, that they miscount, they draw, I think by one or two, they didn't. No way. Yeah. That happened in the final round too. Everybody was like, "I think he's already won. I think he's already won." And then they Soto did a, like, they did another famine. Not to be too, too the two old muppets. We're negative today. That's me. Neg- yeah, Sam was hot on the subway. We're hanging on the subway. I'm pissed about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know what I was trying to say, but yes, they were, they. Uh, it, it, there were some issues. ESPN is all I'm saying. That's me, negative guy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, Brandon. We got some breaking news before we get into our next topic here. What? Jacob DeGrom pitched over four innings today facing 13 batters. He struck out 10 of them. One Mets source said, quote, he looks like Jake. They expect him back soon. I don't like you. I don't like any tweet opening up with Jacob DeGrom. That's exciting, <laughs> though. Yeah, because uh, Jacob DeGrom turned into RoboCop this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, how's his elbow? Right. <laughs> um, I guess if it's the elbow, he has the full shooter gun thing. Yeah, he's got a gun on he's his got hand. A gun on his arm. <laughs> Jake has a gun on his hand now. <laughs> uh, that's great news. I, I know uh, yesterday, or the, no, the day before, you're supposed to do a simulated game in Port St. Lucie on Tuesday, and they were like, mm-mm, his sh- there, he's got some soreness. And then we're like, well, here it is. This is it. He's done for the season. Mm, but that's I read the same thing. I guess thing. it was, was like, oh, mild, normal, oh, post-start soreness. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I think the rumor is he's going to be back early next week against the Yankees. I don't know. Yes, that's what it's looking like. That's what it's looking like. I think in the midweek, mid-next week, there there's the Subway Series, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. I know. I was thinking about getting tickets. Should I go, Brandon? Absolutely, you should go. That'll be I awesome. was also thinking... Sunday night baseball is in New York this week. San Diego, yeah, yeah, San Diego at Mets. So I was thinking about stopping by it's that too. Joe Musgrove versus Carrasco on Sunday. Cookie, yeah. So if you want to see the Padres win, <laughs> oh, just kidding. Cookie. We love you, Cookie. Um, um, but Brandon, speaking of Juan Soto, we got to get to the other major thing that we lightly touched on already. Juan Soto contract rumors, trade rumors. It's it's uh, reported that he turned down 15 years, $440 million. And I think it was the average that he was getting hung up on. He wanted to be the most paid player by average in baseball. Is that correct, Brandon? I think so, because I know his his representation was supposedly quoting the Max Scherzer number, which doesn't, that doesn't add up to me because Max only signed a three-year no, deal. But, uh, yeah. but yes, that is the rumor. Yeah. So there's a there's it looks like he's all but gone. Now, is he gone on August 2nd for the trade deadline? Who knows? Is he gone in the offseason? Who knows? Is he gone next year? Nobody really knows when he's going. But it does look like the writing is on the wall and Juan Soto's time in uh, in Washington, D.C. is done. Brandon, he's not a free agent until 2025. There's rumors that they're going to be packaging Patrick Corbin with them because the Nats want to get off all of these awful starting pitching contracts that they have with Strasburg and, uh, and Corbin. Do you think that they should attach Corbin to the deal and get fewer prospects in order to dump the books? Or do you think they just eat the contract for the next few years and then load up on, on pro- prospects and MLB ready guys? I, they have to, uh, this is so complicated too, because also they, they're on the nationals are on the, the seller's block. Seller's block. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. They're on the seller's block. They're on the they're seller's, on the seller's block. block. <laughs> That's a new name of the podcast. Seller's block. But yeah, the nationals <laughs> are, they're being sold to be new owners to the nationals. Um, so it's difficult because 
I guess that would be part of the sale would be these these contracts that they have tons of deferrals anyway of Jason Worth and Max Scherzer anyway. Yeah. I what's another one? If you're gonna trade a guy of this magnitude, which rarely gets traded, I guess the equivalents are like when Miguel Cabrera was traded. Uh, no one else that young. Uh, I mean, there's like a Trey it, Turner, I guess, but Trey Turner's not the same ball player. Yeah, much, not the same level. So I, I think they have to maximize their prospects because, yeah, as we've learned, if you look at any of like your team's top prospects from five years ago, chances are like one or two panned out, maybe yes, like thirty percent probably. So you, if you're the Nationals and you're trying to compete again, which who fucking knows? If you're trying to compete again, mm-hmm. though, you got to be getting like four of the top five prospects from a, from a team. You have to. You got to load up. You got to load up. I agree. Sit on these contracts like you made your bed. Now lay in it. Bring in some dudes that are going to potentially turn the team around in a couple of years. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, the obvious thing is just give Soto what he wants. But that seems it seems like they're already too far off of that. I mean, I, you saw the rumors about them making him take uh, domestic flights to, to and from the home run yes. derby. And yeah, it's like, OK, we're doing petty shit now. The private jet's not coming out for your for your all star, for your home run derby star. Um, then then it seems like those two sides are way too far apart. But uh, yeah, sit on these contracts, get as many prospects as you possibly can. The rumored teams are pretty interesting, though, Brandon. We have a, a handful of them. Now, I'm going to eliminate your team. OK, your team. Let's pretend the Mets aren't going to get them. OK, why? Just for the just for the sake of this hypothetical, because <laughs> okay. if I ask you who's the most fun gotcha. team that Juan Soto can go to, you're cool. gonna say my team. Cool. So Mets off the table. The rumored teams right now are Mariners, Padres, Giants, Dodgers, Yankees, Mets, Cardinals. Mets eliminated. Brandon, who do you want to see him on the most? Who do you want to see him on the least? Um, so I think the the teams that interest me the most, Sands Mets, would be Mariners or Padres, and I say that because in the Padres instance. The Dodgers are obviously top dog. They kind of have ran away with it the last couple weeks before the All-Star break. The Padres need to, if they're going to compete, they need to compete also on the trademark. And they obviously have done a great job like signing big contracts and um, and competing on that level, but they've not been able to reach the Dodgers level yet. But if they add a Juan Soto, especially with their, their right field, in in San Diego, yeah. which I think would be pretty, yeah. that would be pretty uh, a good spot for a lefty like Soto. I think the Padres are, are very interesting. They also have the prospects too, top prospects to to give to them. So I like the Padres. I also like the Mariners because the idea of of our aforementioned friend Julio Rodriguez and Juan Soto and, Juan Soto, and Jesse yeah. Winker in the outfield yeah. uh, is is sexy. That's good. I like yeah, that. And also Mariners, they're trying to break the drought. Um, they're an exciting team. They're a young team. They're a fast team, athletic team. Mariners, Padres are my top choices. Um, and also, I want. If he doesn't go to the Mets, I want him to go to a team that the Mets will not see too often. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was my thought. I want uh, so I, I Dodgers and Yankees are the Darth Vader of baseball. Yes. Like you don't want don't want it. you don't want the exciting young guy on either of those teams. Now there is one good part about Juan Soto going to the Yankees for me selfishly, which is I can see him play a handful of times every year. It's a, it's in my city. I can go over there. It's in the American League, so I don't need to worry about it too much. He's out of the division, so I don't need to worry about that too much. Um, but that's trying to make a, trying to find the silver lining on a bad situation, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mariners for sure are the most exciting team for him to go to. Like you said, Julio Rodriguez and Jesse Winker out there in the outfield. Got a power hitting outfield. We got Ty France at first base. These Mariners have been hot recently. What were they on a fourteen game winning streak up going yeah. up into the All Star game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking great. Um, I don't want him to go to the Dodgers at all. The Dodgers are already uh, like a yeah an all star team. Let's let's yeah please. This is insult to injury at this point. We don't need to keep loading them up. Cardinals were interesting. I don't know why 
Like the Cardinals are like fighting for a wild card spot right now. Like I'm I'm really interesting interested yeah. in to see how they got their name on it. They don't in I mean I don't know a lot about this stuff. Let me preface this sentence by saying that, but like aren't notorious for having a completely stacked uh farm system, I thought, right? Like they're not a top 5 farm system. I was actually um, just going to look that up. I don't know. Giants are Giants are interesting. I mean, Giants are a great baseball team, obviously, though that keeps them in the National League, which neither of us like. Another team that's fighting to get into the to the wild card right now after winning over 100 games last year. Um, they have the pitching, too. The outfield definitely is a place that they could improve, though. Um, I think that's it. I will kill myself if he goes to the Mets. I don't know if that's... A, Why? <laughs> Why? Come on, explain. I... What do you mean explain? You're already the Dodgers of the NL East, and now you want to throw in Juan Soto? Come on. You're the Elon Musk of baseball right now, dude. Nobody wants to see the Mets uh, The Mets throw $500 million dollars at Juan Soto. You can't the Elon Musk of baseball. The Mets haven't won anything yet, so we're still underdogs until we're not, is what I'm going to say. Okay. So, okay. So you're like Elon Musk. You don't really have any successful product to show up, but you, <laughs> you somehow have a positive reputation okay. anyways. <laughs> Very good. Okay, you did good. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> thank fine. You, thank you. I uh no I it would it would suck I want him out of the division if he's not gonna if he's yeah. not gonna be on the worst team in the division I don't want him to be on the best team in the division sure. the Marlins are already struggling to do anything period I don't need to make it even more difficult for them in the next fifteen years to win the division I mean who knows what Juan Soto looks like in a decade his walk his like his walk percentage is so good you got to imagine he's just gonna be good forever it feels like be like Bonds s towards the end of his career minus the steroids but what you look like you're about to say something i was just gonna say i one million percent do not want him on the yankees but imagine him in that at that right field porch yeah yeah he's probably gonna he would hit 50 homers probably yeah yeah absolutely he yeah him and judge <laughs> just awful judges go obviously go into the left field but yeah uh that would be the would that be the scariest outfield in all of baseball? It would be hands. I mean, down, I right? think if the, I think if Soto went to the Yankees, I assume Judge would leave. I assume they would not mm, sign both of them. That's a great point I hadn't considered. Yeah, you can't give out a, a billion dollars in one offseason. <laughs> and I will say this because I know you don't want him on the Mets. What what do the Mets have more so than a lot of other teams have? They have the no, capability don't do a joke i don't i don't hear it they have uh i don't hear it whatever it is you already did your elon musk one uh they have the capability of taking on money so i wonder what if the mets did both corbin and strasburg to lessen the prospect because if it, if what they're worried about is money then hey the mets might be the best option you realize that even if you eat strasburg's contract and corbin's contract Francisco Alvarez is gone, and so is Mark Vientos. Both those dudes are gone. You might take that, to be honest with you. If those are the only two top prospects you trade, you might do that. Francisco Alvarez is a top five prospect in all of baseball. Mets just got, just said Mets just got a top uh, catching prospect in the draft. I don't know. A, a horny one at that. We're going to get to that <laughs> later, but the horniest prospect in all of baseball. More like I. All I'm saying is if... You need Francisco Alvarez to get Pablo Lopez, which we both agree. You're no. going to need a lot to get Juan Soto. You're going to need a lot to get Juan Soto. Maybe. we do, There's too many rumors out there, and it's going to be so exhausting. And if anything, horse blinders, and we should just ignore all of it because we're not going to know anything until it happens. Yeah, and with Boris behind the wheel on, on Soto's side and the Nationals seem to have no problem leaking whatever they want to leak, it's going to be a bloodbath. It already seems like it's going to be a bloodbath. I, uh, I hope it happens over the next two weeks just so we don't have to hear this shit in the offseason. But we were talking about this. He's a free agent to 2025. There's nothing stopping the Nationals from just being like, we'll pay you $20 million every year due to arbitration. That's fine. Who cares? We'll have you for three more years. Right? Like, yeah. why? There's also, they, they do have that ability. It's not yeah. like he can force his way out of town. I mean, 
who knows what's going on behind closed doors? Maybe Soto's extremely unhappy because he's uh, he's before his prime. He's very young, mm-hmm. and he's going to be on a team that's not going to be good for three, four years, probably. I was about to say, what's best-case scenario to the Nationals turn around? I mean, <laughs> I think four years, four probably. Four years, yeah. Four or five years, probably, right? Yeah. Before they're a real contender. Yeah. So, I, if anything, like it'll expedite it if they do trade Soto. You know, you're not yeah. going to get his level, but if you got four guys that are solid, maybe. The the weird part about this though is like he's not going to be ring chasing. He won a ring at 21, 22. Yeah. Like there he's not going to be desperate to try to get a World Series sure. championship. He's already got one. Um and if that if he if the Nationals somehow repair this bridge and can convince him that they'll be competing again in a few years, like who knows, man? Who really has any idea? Not us, I'll tell you what. Not us. We don't know shit. We don't know shit. Brandon, let's turn to something that you do know because it sounds like it's all you studied for the last week is the MLB draft happened last Sunday, Brandon. Um, I'm going to be honest, outside of the Marlins first round pick and then knowing that they took like eight uh, pitchers in a row after him, I don't know a whole lot about the draft. I know a lot about Jacob Berry, but outside of that, the switch hitting third baseman out of LSU. Let's run over the first round draft picks. Let's start with your uh, Mets first because we love baseball names, Brandon. So we'll get to your uh, mm-hmm. we'll get to your 11th overall guy. I don't know. Do you take him at 11, I think? Uh, per, the catcher, yes, Kevin Prada? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so 14 was Jet Williams, dude. I know. A high school shortstop. What a what a fucking great baseball name. I know. Jet Williams. In New York, too. He's five foot eight. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he grew up in Long Island for a little bit before going to Texas. Hey, so, okay. got the New York connection there. Um, apparently, he would have been like a top five prospect if if he was not five foot eight. But yeah. he's got. I mean, that's pretty short. Yeah, he's got the Altuve swagger. I don't know. I'm excited for him. It was. It, he seems like a, a good, uh, a, a good, good addition. We'll see. You know. I mean, it's. You have to break the the mindset, and I think a lot of fans have to break the mindset of this is like NFL or NBA, mm-hmm. where oh, we have a need. We need a shortstop. We're gonna get a shortstop. It's like not that. You're just taking the best player, and I think they're they're. Sorry, we're gonna say. No, I'm just saying they're all when they're in high school, they're all playing shortstop because yes. they're all the most athletic exactly. kid on their team. They all have the best arms, so they're either pitching and playing the field or they're playing shortstop. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, people when people were like, "Why are they taking? He got Lindor for ten years." Like, chances are they'll <laughs> change positions and like, you know, yeah, a, Lindor can move to second in five years. You can't even think happen. about it because then also the yeah. amount of trades that happen. Like, you can't even think about it. But it's cool on paper to see. Hey, the Mets got two because they had the Kumar Rocker uh, pick because they didn't sign him last year. Mm-hmm. Mets had two top 15 picks this year, and they seem like both great lads. Let's talk about the fir- the first lad he drafted, though. Kevin Prada, he falls to you. I know that he was projected <laughs> to go a little bit before you, but for whatever reason, he falls all the way down to you. I know the board got shaken up a little bit as the night went along. Brandon, there's some rumors that came out about this kid, though. You saw the, you saw the reports? I've heard rumors. You've heard rumors. Heard the rumors. rumors are that this guy... Has uh, has been to every sorority in any part of the southern part of the <laughs> United States. It's southeast, southwest. Sure. He doesn't care. He's not stopping anything. Uh, it sounds like his body count is in triple digits. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think that's why. I think that's why the Mets got him. If anything, yeah. that's what they look for. <laughs> the they're like, they're like, ceiling, hey, great bat to ball skills, um, tremendous arm, uh, huge body count. Um, <laughs> you can't say bat to ball skills when we're talking about. Oh this yeah, right you're right. Yeah, that's, uh, but, that's too. Uh, that's too uh, much innuendo for but us. Yeah, Kevin Parada, uh, catcher, Georgia Tech, the, supposedly one of the best uh, uh, college bats in the SEC, if not in the whole draft. Um, yeah, seems like, seems like a good dude too. Once again, people are like, 
Mets have Francisco Alvarez. Why are you getting the catcher? But it's like so much can change then. The man not, might not even be a catcher. Might be a left fielder. Yeah, I heard best some player available. So. Always go best player available. Best you player can make available. it work later. You don't know who you can trade for. Um, yeah, I, I, I was trying to think of some better puns, and I, and I'm gonna, I think I'm just going to leave this topic alone. I'm going to keep it away, uh, keep it at arm's length. I got, got it out of the way. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. I saw a funny TikTok today speaking of the phrase body count, and it's this guy in L.A., and he's just going up to random people and asking them what their body count is because, I don't know, there's the, the Internet's ruined culture. Um, <laughs> and so he goes up to this guy, he asks him what his body count is, and the guy gets really serious and like almost threatening, and it became very clear that the guy – interpreted that question as how many people have you killed oh, <laughs> and yes. not how many people have you slept with <laughs> and there was like 15 seconds of incredibly uncomfortable interaction between the two of them before they like like kind of reestablished what the vocabulary meant to both of them and, <laughs> and took it off from there but it was uh it was very silly we'll post it on twitter brandon we'll post sounds it like someone asked me that question <laughs> are you uh you're still not on tiktok are you no not on tiktok you gotta get on nope we'll not there's we'll this not new one it. I know you're not a cat guy, but there's this new one called Melon Be Smellin. I showed it to my parents when we were in Portland. And it's it's a cat, and this guy just every day makes his cat smell something new. And the cat, if they like it, they'll take a little lick. And if they don't, they go, ah! And they like, just like <laughs> almost like gag throw up. And it's okay, very funny. maybe I'll join TikTok. I'll send you some Melon Be Smellin. Please do. I think you'll like it. I think you'll like it. Um, outside of that, though, the Nationals took Elijah Green, an outfielder out of IMG Academy, dude. A South Florida oh, uh, nice. legendary high school. Yeah, yeah, I think I saw he was a he was committed to Miami, but I assume if he's getting drafted that high, he's going going to the Nats if he hasn't signed already. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if he's he's already. a big speed guy. I think center fielder. Um, yeah, good pick by the Nats. But they got Victor Robles. Mm-mm. Oh yeah, okay. And the and the and the Braves had Christian Pache. Yeah, uh, Marlins drafted Jacob Berry, a switch hitting third baseman out of LSU, was in the SEC, had like an OPS over 1,000, yeah. like a truly insane offensive player who uh, who sounds like a worse defensive player than even me during my softball games. <laughs> so, uh, some some uh, videos got posted today on Twitter. He was with the team in Miami. What an abysmal game for him to go out to lose 8-0 to zero to the fucking Rangers um, in the middle of the day. But he's, he was taking grounders at third, and he looked... Not great. Not <laughs> nimble. Not a nimble guy, Brandon. I'll tell you what. He looked a little stiff out there. Um, not a not a great arm, but he was mashing from both he sides. Mashes. Bats a ball yeah, skills. So we'll take that. I mean, uh, we are in such desperate need for MLB ready hitting immediately that I think they're like, this guy walks a lot yeah. and he hits for power. Well, he's Let's a college bat. I mean, uh, normally, I mean, a lot of times, like the college bats, like Michael Conforto was up within like a year to the Mets. And that's what Mish was so. saying. Mish was like, I don't be surprised if this kid's on the 2023 team at some point. Yeah. Cool. That's which would be insane. Um, after that, the Phillies got Justin Crawford. And during during your research, you, you learn anything about this? Carl kid? Crawford's son. Oh, you love that. I love that. Yeah. Center fielder as well. Speed guy. Um, hey, that's actually, you know, something the Phillies do need is some outfield help. I know he's a high schooler. So it's going to be a long, <laughs> yeah. long ways off. But uh, but yeah, no, seems like, a, you know, comes from a good pedigree. He's one of the not the Andrew Jones or the uh, the Matt Holiday, but a, a pretty good, pretty good uh, player son. Or the Drew Jones. Is that who you're thinking? Yeah. Andrew the, Jones. Andrew son. Jones, yeah, Drew son. Jones. Yeah. 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 Um, that's happened a lot in NBA recently is the, the, the guy's sons are starting to be picked. Really? Yeah. Pretty interesting stuff. Um, you know anything about this kid? Just, uh, another hyper athlete out of high school with Justin Crawford potential. Yeah. That's all I know. I just know he's an outfielder and he's fast. <laughs> Hell yeah. If you were, a, if you were like a hyper, uh, successful MLB prospect, would you go to college or would you take the $8 million and just, play no, I would take the $8 million hundred percent. You think so? Yeah, I wonder what it what happens if you're like if you do this for a year and you're like ah, I don't want to do this anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, 
Wait, you mean like you do minor league? You think it's all guaranteed? Is what you're asking? I'm saying like you make eight, you make eight mil, and then you you mm-hmm. play for a year, and you go, nah, I don't want to do this anymore. This is where we need RM. Is it a signing bonus? Do you get it all in cash immediately? I don't know. Or is it like salary based? It's not a salary based. Can't be minor salary. Famously bonus. have awful salary. Yeah. Also, the, when you're in like single A, and there's a kid that just got twelve million dollars over slot, and you're making six thousand dollars a year, yeah. like that's that's brutal, dude. Also, that's I mean, brutal. I was thinking because these. Uh, it's like almost I it hurt me that and the kids deserve it of course but how Matt Holiday, Andrew Jones and Carl Crawford's kids all made <laughs> millions Just of made dollars big bucks yeah know, like the last people that possibly yes it. they're like mm, okay yeah. I don't know okay this. why not give this kid some money um you heard what did we talk about Khalil Watson last week the Marlins first round draft pick last yes, year? we did yeah okay all right just making sure we covered that because he's uh He's going to AAA. Oh, yeah. You put that funny tweet out, dude. That was a good tweet. I forgot to tell hey, you. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, hey, good good tweet. Uh, but and then uh, we'll... Justin Crawford's biggest asset is his speed. I was correct there. Um, okay. So he's oh, got yeah. 80, like 80 grade speed. My guy's a fast guy. Like track star Track speed. star speed. So Like Jalen Waddle speed. Mm-hmm. Put him on the Dolphins wide receiver court. You know what I mean, dude? Uh, we're not talking football yet. Okay. I'm gonna, <laughs> okay I'm, right. I, I need you to stay in baseball for a little bit. All I'm saying is the Bengals don't have the best wide receivers in all of football. It's definitely the Dolphins. You agree, Brandon, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. Braves drafted a mini Shohei Otani, Owen Murphy, right-handed pitcher slash outfielder at a high school. He does it all like we were saying when you're... What's up? Got, I was going to say, gonna say the Otani influence is interesting because there was tons of... The position was TWP when they were drafted. Two-way player. That's what's up? No, no. Yeah, that's what's up. What position yeah. do you play? That's what's up. Uh, no, two-way player. And it's like, these kids are not going to be two-way players. You know what no, I mean? absolutely not. The, Otani's just like ruined everybody's brain yes. and makes it think that this is an achievable thing when in actuality it happens once a century. Yes, exactly. This is not something that happens with any level of regularity. Um, finally, Brandon, Kumar Rocker gets drafted in the top three. Goes to the Rangers, reunited with Jack Leiter. How do you feel as a former uh, Kumar Rocker? Good for fan him, man. For I, I mean, I was worried that he would come back to haunt the Mets and like the Phillies would sign him. You know what I mean? So oh, like, true. thank God he went to the Rangers. Like, I, we don't need that because then the storyline, you know, that would be Kumar Rocker slighted by the Mets. Now he's about to yeah. eliminate them from the playoffs. You know, you don't Kumar need that. Rocker rocks the Mets. Yeah, no, they don't need this. Uh, Mets have a have a, uh, a Stones chance. What's the saying? I'm doing my best over here. On man. the seller's block. My man's on the, on the seller's, seller's block. block. That's true. All right, Brandon. Before we get out of here, we're going to touch on some feast or famine to grama the week, feast fan questions, upcoming schedules, and our outro. But before we do that, you know, we got to run some ads. Today's episode of NL Feast is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org, not .com, not .gov, you know, .org, or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. Spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. And we're back, Brandon. We're back. And with being back, we have our feast and our famine. Feast of the week is somebody that we've kind of frankly talked a hell of a lot about this week. It's Juan Soto. The man's 
The man's a great baseball player. I, I think I put him on here to talk about the contract, and then we talked about the contract at the top already. Um, but we'll use this as an opportunity to appreciate the ball player and the man. Yeah, well, also, shout out to him for having a tough week and then still winning the home run derby. So That's hard to do. What's I'm trying to think of what's an equivalent for me, like when I have a bad week but I still accomplish something. What does that look like? Um, if, you, if you're hot on the subway and you still make jerky burgers. That's true. And listen, they call me Juan Soto because that's exactly what I did this week. <laughs> I think it would be if I was hot on the subway, somebody was burping incessantly, and then I didn't have def- egregious defensive errors mm-hmm. on my softball team. Yeah. I think that's the think equivalent, that's a, right? Yeah. Something like that. Uh, moving right along, though, Brandon, give us our famine of the we week. We got a famine. Uh, Dusty Baker, who is obviously the manager for the AL, um, my man got booed at Dodger Stadium. You know, boo Dusty. That's he was on, he was on the, was it the 81 Dodgers World Series team? What yeah. the hell are you, what are you doing? doing? And they announced it as such. They said from yeah, fr- and my man got booed because he's wearing an Astros uniform and he wasn't even on the team. He wasn't. He wasn't even cheating. He was the guy they brought in to like it's like polish the reputation of them. Yeah, it's it's offensive to Dusty because he's a legend and Dodgers fans. It's showing your lack of of Dodgers history there. Come on, guys, what are you doing? That, that doesn't surprise you though. But eighty one World Series champion. How many was people do you think that were at? Yes, That's what you said. they did. It was 81. I just want to make sure. If, how many people do you think were alive uh, that were at Dodger Stadium or like conscious, you know, like 12 or older in 1981 that were at the All-Star I game? guess, and but they also, also announced it. Use some listening, people. They That's said, true, from yeah. your 1981 Dodgers. There were Dodgers fans fighting in the middle of the home run derby. I did, did see you that. see that, that video? Amazing, yeah, yeah. There's, they're maniacs, dude. They don't care. They don't care at all. Uh, all right, Brandon, we got our Dagrama de Weed. I'll hit this one. Brandon, an incredibly disappointing DeGrom of the week as we have to talk about the Miami Marlins. My DeGrom of the week is I didn't have to watch the Marlins play for four days, Brandon, and that was a true breath of fresh air. Only positive going on in Marlins world. We saw Sandy throw a phenomenal inning in the All-Star game, two strikeouts, no walks, no hits, struck out John Carlos Stanton, and then Tony Gonsling gives up a homer to Stanton. Listen, we know who the best player in the NL is. Uh, Kershaw calling Alcantara out as being the best pitcher in baseball, calling him personally and talking to him about it. Jazz, great interviews, great swag, showing up in his open uh, open jacket and his shorts on the runway. That was really awesome. Also, you saw Starling Marte's outfit. It was almost identical to Jazz's, like the open blazer. It was cool. Marte's absolutely jacked. He's j- Oh, yeah, he's he's got 14 packs. And my yeah, man has like insane. eight kids. You see him rolling out there with yeah, all his kids. Yeah, he's got a ton of kids. And they're all going to school in Miami. What a missed opportunity for the fucking Marlins. Don't even get me started, Brandon. Uh, the Elon Musk of baseball takes him away from us. <laughs> we, we're going to become the <laughs> Bezos of baseball when we win something. I don't know. Mm, yeah. Who's the Bezos of baseball? It's the Yankees. Dodgers, right? Or Yankees? I guess Dodgers more money. They have the most money, right? Dodgers recently. Yankees are like the PayPal, the, the Peter Thiel of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of there being a PayPal um, of baseball. All right, Brandon, we're moving right along. We got our feast fan questions. At Just Marlins ask, is this a Mattingly issue? Is it a chemistry issue? Is it a roster construction issue? Or are we just cursed? Brandon, I want your opinion on this because yeah. I, I, I have a pretty strong opinion about it. Donnie baseball could definitely have improved, but excuse me, could improve. But I think it's a roster construction thing. Yeah, I mean Don That's Donnie so said that in his press conference today. I don't know if you saw it. I know I watched the whole thing. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. damn. Yeah, he was basically he saying we it. got big boys who hit tanks and they ain't hitting tanks, and that's and all we got hit. when when John Birdie and Jazz aren't there. 
So yeah, he was like, we got all big boys, and when the big boys aren't hitting, and he called him out by name, Aguilar, Soler, Cooper, I mean, and Abby. good. He should call him out by name. But at a certain point, like, do you think it's, isn't it, do you think Kim Ang's like, what the fuck, man? I Like, yes, it is your I'm fault, a, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's, I think it is a little Mattingly, too. I think that, yeah. like, he's not like Gabe Kapler firing up dudes when they're, when they're sucking. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just pretty milk toast in the in the dugout right now yeah. like if the moment that they get down by more than a run it's over they have no intention of coming back their tails between their legs nobody's hitting like or making an effort to hit and, like the dudes that are doing well are these like on base guys like joey wendell had a good game today yeah avi weirdly had a good game today but he's not a power hitter he's just not a power hitter for us he's not he's like i guess grades out as like not a not a super slow dude he's not you know like like chugging around the bases but um but yeah, Soler, like Jesus Sanchez is hitting 200 now. He's barely above the Mendoza line. It was 201 when I checked today. Like my guy's missing like meatballs in the middle of the plate. I, he just needs to be sent down to AAA right now. And it breaks my heart because I love Jesus Sanchez. But um, and like they're talking about bringing up the young guys. They're talking about bringing up Lede, Ferrar Encarnacion, Lee Diaz. I completely agree. But is, na- is this the locker room you want to bring them into? It's got to be like a fucking funeral in there right now. You well, want to bring the young dudes up to the main Well, how do you change then? that? I mean, I guess the team leader is Miguel Rojas. And I, Miguel Rojas. You know, maybe it is a team chemistry thing because as we know, we covered this already, Is there was supposedly issues with Jazz and Miguel mm-hmm. Rojas is probably the main person, the point person on that. It did um, seem to be one of them. I mean, at a certain point, do you trade Miguel Rojas? Do you, like, do you totally overturn this thing and then just have the young guys I go think at you, it? I think you... Trade somebody. I don't think Miguel's going anywhere. Yeah. I just don't think you're going. I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, I think if we see people be moved, it, I mean, who's going to take Avisel Garcia's contract? He's got no four more is. years yeah. at fifty million no, dollars. No yes, yeah. like he's going to have to give up prospects to get rid of yes. him. Um, I maybe somebody takes a flyer on Soler because he has a player option next year, so like he could always opt out if he wants to. Um, and obviously, he had a great postseason run with the Braves last year. Uh, I mean, I think Aguilar's Garrett Cooper probably and, gone. and Jesus Aguilar could go because then they just bring up Diaz, right? I would hope they don't get rid of Cooper. And I hope if they're they get trying rid of to retool and like get yeah, maybe major league ready prospects from someone else, maybe they could. I'm just saying DH Cooper all the time, put Aguilar on the trade block and then bring up Diaz all the time and send Jesus Sanchez down. Brian De La Cruz should not be doing anything other than playing as the fourth outfielder when we need somebody else. One of Jorge Soler and Avisel Garcia. They, I mean, Avisel Garcia, up, I think today he hit six, but he was hitting in the top four for like a majority of the season. And that is a managerial issue. And like, we're not pinch hitting Stallings. Stallings has been abysmal offensively. He's been one of the worst players in all of baseball when it comes to OPS. I think his OPS is like 485 and Juan Soto's on base percentage is like 465. Like, this guy is a notoriously awful offensive player. He's not playing golden glove defense, gold glove defense like he was last year. Like, a lot of really egregious things are happening. And we have Nick Fortes, who we talked about last week on the podcast. Yeah. He's been playing pretty well offensively. Um, Do you think they fire Mattingly this season? I I don't know if they fire him, but I would... At right now, July 21st, I would be surprised if we see him next year. Yeah, next year for sure. I just yeah, wonder if they I, fire him midseason. Honestly, if they're going to do it, they would do it today. Like, this is about as rock bottom as it gets. It's been over 30 innings since the Marlins have scored a run. They lost to a lot of bad teams, and they've got a bunch of easily beaten teams coming up. they got a series against the Pirates and a series against the Reds. And if that kicks the butt of the players and we win those two series and we become buyers at the deadline, wonderful. Um, But I don't know. They've had a lot of 
it was weird these comments today. I know, like, check out the the Mattingly press conference. He all but calls out the front office for the players that are that he has to work with, and he's and he's pretty much like, my hands are tied if you give me five fat dudes that are supposed to be hitting for power and they're not. doing Well, it. I like, wonder if it is a there's a discrepancy in discrepancy fat, in but... <laughs> in strategy of does Mattingly want a more um a more small ball approach and. Are, is the Marlins front office going for more? Uh, we're going to strike out a lot. We want to hit home runs. Approach. I think last year they were like, we have no fucking offense. We need to get somebody who's going to be able to like really like give a, a, a like a bomb will get the team going. Yeah. If we can hit some, if we can hit some home runs, this will make a big difference. Um, but they swung too far right. They're all righties, and so Mattingly today was like, if you got a righty that's throwing like yeah. diving uh, sliders, and yeah. everybody, I mean, Solaire swung at three awful pitches to start the game off. And it was like when we had a guy in scoring position with one out and Solaire swinging at pitches in the dirt. Um, and he's like, we don't, we have two lefties in our hands. We have Wendell and we have Jesus Sanchez. And after that, we have nobody. And now Blade and Lee and Diaz are both lefties. So I think that's why the rumor was, and Craig Mish all but confirmed this. Uh, we're going to see one of those, if not both of them up soon. Um, but he specifically cited the lefties. He specifically cited the power guys that are not hitting for power. Um, yeah. So on, I, on I, paper, it doesn't look like, this would this would have many repercussions, but the Marlins Pirate series, and it brings me back to last season when the Marlins played the Pirates and got their ass kicked in yeah, Pittsburgh. Dude. Same thing, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was no, sort of right. the turning point in the season last year, right? No, absolutely. It was definitely one of them. And also, there was already a Pirate series this season where it felt like yeah. this guy was falling when we got swept by the Pirates at home or took one out of them. Um, and I think we played them. Was it then that we played recently and won like three one-run games? We've had I, bad luck. I'll say this: I'm gonna I'm gonna be a betting man. I'm gonna put my chips in. I'm gonna say if the Marlins do any work, if the Marlins go two and four, is there three game series, Pirates and Reds? I believe so. If yeah. They go two and four. Mattingly gets fired. I think that's fair, and I think that you can kiss like four veterans goodbye then. Yeah, and Pablo Lopez might be one of those. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not in a good. Next spot week right might now, be right? interesting on the podcast. They might be even angrier. Hey, I won't. I can't possibly be because I will talk to myself into the Dolphins being Super Bowl contenders. So, <laughs> and the Magic got LeBron James 2.0 brand. And check out some Paolo Benchero highlights when you get a chance. Oh, I've heard good things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, all right, Brandon. What else we got before we get out of here? Upcoming schedules, Brandon. This is your bread and butter. Take it away. Right. Mets are playing the Padres in New York. They're playing the Yankees in New York, of course, but it's at City Field. Mm-hmm. Uh, Braves are playing the Angels at home, and they're going to Philadelphia. Uh, Before the Braves, Phillies are playing the Cubbies. Uh, Marlins, as we said, Pirates and Reds. Nationals in Arizona play Dalton Varsho and the Diamondbacks. And then they'll be out here in Los Angeles playing Dalton Varsho and the Dodgers. Just kidding. He's not (laughs) on the Dodgers. Uh, what's, What's your most exciting series? Uh, I mean, frankly, neither of the Marlins series are exciting anything else outside of but the, they could have repercussions, of the yeah. full season. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Mets-Yankees, I mean, that's yeah. two of the best four games or four teams in all of baseball right now. Like, Subway Series, when both those teams are red hot, it's a, it's a really exciting yeah, thing to watch. I'm, I'm scared of that series. I I would be scared if I were you too, and I'd also be scared about the Yankees. You're like, bo- like both of you are power saws right now. Obviously, the Yankees are winning games out of their brain. People are predicting. Although I think they, I think they're getting swept in the Astros doubleheader today. They definitely lost the first game, but it was a close one. They came back. Oh, they're losing now seven to two. So yeah, they're getting. Okay. I won some money on the first Astros victory. Nice. So big brain genius shit. Um, Outside of that, Braves Phillies, we love our interdivision rivalries and we love it when it's two of the good teams going at it. Um, How about you? What are you looking forward to? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, the Padres and Yankees series. I'm a little worried because the Mets offense has been sleepy and there's not going to be mm-hmm. any reinforcements uh, at this point, probably not until the trading deadline. So I'm just hoping that a couple of players come out of the All-Star break hot and they can make do against the Padres and Yankees. So I'm worried about both those series in general. But yeah, those are exciting. Phillies, Braves, always exciting. Um, and then Marlins, uh, Consequences series. Looking forward to those too. I agree. I agree. Brandon, that's our show. What a day it's been. What a show it's been. What an episode it's been. Tell the people out there where they can find you. Hey, you can find me at Brando Grosso. Where can they find you? Find me at NL Feast Sam on Twitter. Follow the show at NL Feast. We put out uh, on Twitter as well. We put out questions every week, give you the opportunity to write in and get your little voice heard on the podcast. Leave us five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Check out a couple episodes ago. We read it on air. We'll read yours on air. It'll be beautiful. Whatever you say, so long as it's not awful, we'll put it on the pod. Uh, shoot us an email, nlfeastpod at gmail.com. Who knows that that email could be overflowing at this point because I've forgotten the password, but we'll figure it out soon. Um, Check out Brandon's softball playoff performance. I'm sure we'll be getting some live tweets about that. That'll be epic. Uh, what else, Brandon? I think that's it. Anything on your end? Check out your softball performance. Yay! Check out my softball performance. We have this week off. We don't come back till the August 1st is our next game. So the, I, the softball team, not the podcast. Podcast is here. The softball team. Yeah, pod, sorry, did I say podcast? The podcast will be out next Friday, like always. And this Friday, Brandon, anything else before we get out? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>